Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to One on One on a Monday. And again, appreciate you guys hanging out with us, thinking with us, talking with us, having conversations with us. Uh, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text on Honda Blinking Hotline. Y'all are busy on it. We are appreciative of it for you. want to thank the folks from Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. They did brisket and prime rib yesterday, Rico. Just tell, I'm just telling you, man. And did you bring some back? Uh, no, I did not. No, I did not. I would have eaten it all as well. Uh, so we'll have Charles on probably Wednesday. Okay. Have him uh, check I think we should have Charles us. in on Wednesday. You know, <laughs> you know, to do that thing, right? Hey, every I, day. I just, every day. Know, every day. Charles, you know, stop in. Yeah, every day. Just send him here. Um, the question was, did Florida fumble the ball? Uh, Jaden Rashada has openly talked about his fondness for the Miami coaches and the chance to make a big impact in Coral Gables. I love the opportunity here, he said. Along with the relationship I have with the staff, I believe they will run their conference for the next few years. That conference is the SEC. That conference is the SEC. Well, Miami's in the ACC. No, no. Or is he talking Florida? Well, they asked if Florida fumbled the ball. (laughs) Can Can you imagine Miami running the ACC again? You think that happens? Mm, I okay. can imagine it, okay. but I don't think they're okay. that close yet. Uh, Caspino said that Florida's collective didn't help the Gators' chances during the run-up uh, <laughs> on his decision. Florida is – this is from Caspino. This is from Caspino, right? Again, booster, booster. Florida is the most dysfunctional collective of all of college football, he said. I plan on steering my clients away from them. What clients? Whoa. What clients? What is cli- cli- clients? Client. Hello. Whoa. Hello. Wait a minute. Hello. I will go Whoa. further. He goes further. I plan on, he says, from my standpoint, I never, ever want to deal with, with them again. If if it weren't for the collective that's completely dysfunctional of Florida, he probably would have been there at Florida. This man called them clients. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so... The re- and this is from an attorney in California. The recent com uh, no, okay, let me read it. The recent comments by California lawyer Michael Caspino have been brought to our attention. This statement, right? Gator Collective has never had any communications with Mr. Caspino about Jaden or any recruits. Rather, Gator Collective has refused to engage in any dialogue with Mr. 
Cospino on numerous occasions as Gator Collective does not approve of his tactics and has no interest in, in engaging in activities which violate Florida law and inter NCAA interim policy and may put our athletes' eligibility at risk. He goes on to say that he is hoping for Billy Napier to better organize Florida's recruiting efforts because he wants to see him succeed. Does it sound like he wants him to succeed? No. Uh, also, why would he mention the Gator Collective being dysfunctional and steering his clients away if they had had no discussions? I'm just out of all like why well, just, just he just calls out one college just that he's never talked to according to them. Mind blowing, mind blowing. Look, normally I don't I don't care for you know Here, agents a, agents in that sort of manner, but I don't I don't see why he would lie about talking to them now here's here's a couple of things so jory has a couple of really good texts i'll read them both my guess is that they'll be requiring financial tracking of any money going from a booster to an nc double nc double a collegiate athlete because they're going under the nc double a umbrella that could work first of all any deal done before they sign their letter of intent is out of purview for the nc double a mm-hmm can't boundary a thing when people aren't a part of what you're doing. You can say that once you, if you make that deal in high school, you're no longer eligible for college, but they haven't done that. Nope. And there would be a rush to judgment if they did. Yeesh. That would be terrible. Wouldn't happen, wouldn't be allowed. He also goes further. He says, I think Congress and NCAA will put together stricter rules, compliance, and caps on NL from private boosters. That will happen, I bet. Here's the problem. Again, we're talking about the most powerful richest people in any area of the country mm-hmm. and if you don't think that congress the people who are in congress aren't affected by those check writers as well they're affected at a higher level than the athletes that you're talking about boundary for greater amounts of money i don't think you can put a cap on people giving their own money to somebody you're asking for financial tracking what they're going to what they could do is ask NCAA athletes if they have an NIL deal with a booster but the booster can be just as identified as a a a, a local corporation mm-hmm. at the simplest level and then that becomes none of their business now what will happen is student athletes will stop announcing that they have these deals and they will just move along about their way mm-hmm. and I can tell you for a fact if you're Oh, I'll ask you this question. Let's say you're a poor kid from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Poor kid. Right? Poor kid. And somebody offers you $8 million to play at a school. Are you willing to take the $8 million and lose your eligibility? Yes. It's $8 million. Guess yes. what? Yes, that's $8 million and I won't be playing. Oh darn! If if the person who's writing the check or doing the transfer for ten million dollars, do you think that's their last ten million dollars? Do you think that they're going to be hurt by losing the ten million dollars? No. What they want is access and control. That ten million dollars is just one day off of their trip to it's Monaco. It's not a thing, right? It's not a thing. Not even a full day, like half a day. Like they won't be able to go to their favorite restaurant for one of those days, right? Right? Um, <laughs> Dusty says this. What's up, DP? What's up, Dusty? Someone has to tell boost, these boosters, in air quotes, who the teams are after. Not a, not a thing that you can control. Not a thing that you can control. Again, the boosters this is, aren't just going after random athletes. They're going after athletes that are connected to the university. Well, here's the thing. First of all, 
I've referred athletes to a school without money being involved or without being asked by either the coach or the player. Mm -hmm. If I know that there's a good coach, a good coach and a good program and a good kid who could play in that program, it would, I'm doing that because it's good for them. It's good for them for me to say, hey, there's a kid. I got a quarterback for you. Or I've got a running back. I got a receiver for you. I've got a point guard for you. I've got a pitcher for you. Whatever whatever those things are in play, because you want success for good people doing good things. For me, it's got nothing to do about money. But I'm not a power broker. I'm not in this to, to, to get money back from the university or to get money from business partners to do this. Now, if somebody – I don't even have to put if somebody. When somebody comes to me and says, how much would it take for you to get this kid to this school? The answer is always nothing. If it's the right thing to do, I'll do it. If it's not the right thing to do, there's no amount of money for me to put a good somebody coach with a bad kid yeah. or a bad kid with a good yeah, – I, I just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But that's not just that's just me. I'm accountable for me. I'm that's all I can speak on. But I can tell you that there are players who ask the question, Coach DP, should I do this? Son, you got you got mom and dad. You gotta go mom and dad. You gotta go mom and dad and you gotta you know you drop to your knee and ask a question, bro. Like I can't I can't have that discussion with you. That's not for me to do. But those people are out there. You know how I know they're out there? Because they come to me. They come to me on a regular – I mean, there are people that have come to me for, for, for Nebraska athletes. And I can tell you, there's five student-athletes currently on campus at the University of Nebraska that are here because I kind of pushed them in that direction because I felt comfortable with the coach and the situation and the player. No money swapped hands. Mm-hmm. That wasn't why it was done. But I also know what was offered for other players. So the NCAA has its hands tied, literally. Hand, well, they, ha, they, they tied their own hands because for 30, for 50, for 75, for 100 years, the NCAA had the ability and the power and the wherewithal to say, hey, we could have done right by this to begin with ourselves. We could have put these things in place and say all of this stuff was how business was going to be done. What they did instead was they turtled and kept allowing money to exchange hands around them. Right? They, Boosters have they, been a part of, of, of NCAA athletics for as long as there's been NCAA athletics. And the NCAA could have fixed it. They could have set boundaries, and they didn't. The athletic programs could have set boundaries, and they didn't. Every athletic program could simply say, I'm not dealing with boosters who do this sort of thing. But why would they and how could they? Because those are the people that make the decision on who gets the job in the first place. And the athletes, in a lot of cases, this is money bigger than anything they could possibly dream. Mm-hmm. And I can say to you, as simple as I can say it, most parents and most high school athletes, if somebody came to their door with back, when I talk about regular backs, we're talking about twenty five, fifty thousand in the past that would make things move. Mm-hmm. Seventy five thousand, hundred thousand, but now we're talking twenty five, fifty thousand is getting you in the door. 
right? For, for the guy who may or may not play, for the girl who may or may not play. Right, because that's a cover charge. Collegiate sports is such big business. We know the numbers. We can go online and find the numbers about how much profit is being made. Right, how much profit? We're not talking about just the business is being done. We're talking about the profit. The amount of money that the NCAA and these schools make just from television championship rights. And like, why do you think that's so? What? Why do you think that's so? How do you think that happened? It's wild. Right, so. Nobody's innocent in this thing. Nobody. The student athletes are the least guilty of the bunch. Why? Because they're being introduced to big business and big volumes by people that have had greater successes and greater vices and resources and access than they ha- they have. This is all new to that. And the parents, again, unless you're a second or th- unless you're the Mannings, right, or the Griffies, where you if you don't have a family that's already been through this process, you have no idea. You have no idea what you're dealing with. You have no idea what you're dealing with. And the NCAA knew the sharks that were in the water because they were the big fat shark that allowed everybody else to swim around it. They were the big whale that allowed everybody else to swim around it. And they're like, well, you don't mess with me. As long as you don't mess with me staying fat and happy, you go get fat and happy on your own. I don't particularly care. And that's how you get to where you are. They said, don't come for me. Like, don't. And now we're looking at student athletes who are – how else would, should this be done? Can you imagine how much Bo Jackson would be offered? Hmm. How much How much Deion Sanders would be offered? How much – I mean, think about it. How much Peyton Manning would have been offered? You mean how much Deion Sanders was offered, and then you just got to up it for the times. Well, ex- yeah, like, yeah, like do inflation. <laughs> do the athlete inflation. How much Bo was offered and how right, much – Right, do the inflation. Like Marcus, you imagine, du- Marcus you imagine- Dupree, like the greatest it never was. Right, go back and watch that. Imagine go that back SMU, and watch it. That SMU oil money, if it was legal. Somebody texted if T Boone Pickens was still alive. Right, like think about Ooh. what 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 they were doing with with Eric Dickerson and, and Craig James. You imagine? What do you? Th- I mean, look the stories of OJ. The stories. I mean, you can go back and I, I'm a lot of those you, USC athletes. Like just to talk about it, Ohio State. What do you think's happening over there? What do you think is happening over there? Goodness gracious! What do you think's happening in Alabama? What Alabama's getting all those athletes and Nick Saban's complaining why? Why do you think Nick is – because they're not doing any money or they're not doing enough money? Not doing enough. Not doing enough money. So – And, look, I understand Alabama's a great football program, but you still got to well, live in, Tus- no, but, you but, live you in know, Tuscaloosa. But you, know, but you know why, Yeah, right? You still got to live in Tuscaloosa, You though. know why. You know why they're a good program. You know why LSU is a good program. You know, look, I never even thought about Say it, it bro, until NIL look. started. But, like, think about Alabama, how many five-stars they have. Why would you be okay being a five-star that would start anywhere else as a freshman to sit for two years? Hmm. Um, Garbage man asked, why didn't all funds get sent to a pool of funds at the school of which the kid was going to? Then the fund that pays for all kids of said person brings, brings in all the money, leaves. That money doesn't go with them. Because the school should be and are supposed to be independent of that. School's not supposed to touch that with, money. With a boundary. Like, they... Everybody has an, uh, 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 its own NIL alliance or mm. group. The NIL collectives that you hear of aren't from the school. They're from the boosters. They're just together. using the name yeah. of that. And, and again, the boosters are getting together themselves. And guess what? No university is going to go after legally the boosters who are setting up these NIL funds. 
They're not. Those are their big check writers. Why Those would they? Those are the same boosters that are paying the school. <laughs> like, why would they? Like, what are you now just part of that money is going to the it's, student athletes. It's, here's, here's the cap, and I want you to just we'll – we'll go to break. Now. We'll go to break with this. So think about this one. So here's the NFL commissioner saying, I can't ask – I can't get rid of Daniel Snyder. The commissioner of the league telling you he can't – you know why? Because he pays, he pays his salary. That's what the NCAA is to the Big Ten Conference and to the University of Nebraska and Ohio State and Michigan and all those things. They they could have done right and set the boundaries in place. And at this point, but, you're a figurehead. But, but as my friends in Texas say all the time, the poop's out the pig. You can't put it back in. You can't undo it. It's already done. We'll finish up this conversation on one-on-one when we come back. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.